2: Commercial free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for free. Just go to slash busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's seriousxm.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I talk Monday Night Raw. How about this? Raw Underground from last night. What did you think? What do you think of Shane McMahon's involvement? We dive deep into Raw Underground. Also, we get into the match. Well, I guess you could call it a match between Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks. And, of course, involvement from Bayley and ultimately Asuka. We get into that. And we get into everything Raw, especially Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Once again, magic on the microphone. And speaking of microphones, somebody who was able to do it in the WWE and now to AEW. And that is the one and only Matt Cardona. A lot to get into. We'll do it right now on the Busted Open podcast. I will give Raw credit for this, Bully. Uh, we had a caller uh, last week. Actually, we didn't it wasn't just a caller. One of our guests as well said about how Monday Night Raw has the same feel that it has had for the last 5, 10, 15 years. Last night, I have to say, they shook things up a little bit, a little bit of a different feel to Monday Night Raw last night.
3: What did they do to make you feel like the show had a different feel?
0: It felt like they were trying to be different, especially, Bully, with the Raw Underground.
3: Okay, so let's just get
0: it out of the way. Did you like the Raw Underground? I like, I like it. I, I, I like the thought of it. I like the concept of it. I don't think Shane McMahon should be a part of it.
3: Well, Shane McMahon was probably brought back just to uh, stir people up and maybe have people tune in and like pop a little rating because Shane was involved. Shane is very much into all of that fight club type stuff. He he loves it. Like uh, at any given moment, if you're if you're around Shane, he'll 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 want to grapple with you or shoot fight with you. <clears throat> so I can understand why they would give it to him because it's kind of in his wheelhouse. I'm just not sure what I'm supposed to think after I saw it last night. Yes. uh, Kudos to the WWE trying something different with a different look, a different feel, something that's supposed to be gritty and dirty. But if it's supposed to be gritty and dirty, do me a favor. Don't try to polish it up. Give me gritty and dirty. Make it as gritty and dirty as possible. Shoot it as gritty and dirty as possible. And don't make me feel like it's overproduced. As a matter of fact, underproduce it give it to me raw and that is what what make will make it unique um one of the things i i don't even know why i'm saying this but Mm -hmm. the the dancing girls felt like a force feed like a force fit what was the need for the dancing girls at the 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 underground thing
0: the only thing I can think of, Bully, is that it's it's trying to be a little edgy as well. Like, you know, maybe harken back to the Attitude Era a little bit and just have like a different feel. Because you would say that Monday Night Raw, especially the last decade, you know, the quote-unquote PG era of the WWE. Very kid-friendly, uh, very overproduced, very corporate. I guess they were trying to throw some elements out there that was a little bit edgy and a little bit different than what you usually see on a Monday night.
3: Uh, those three girls dancing were not edgy to me. I, I, I didn't know what it was supposed to be. Was it, uh, were they supposed to be uh, strippers? Were they supposed to be just dancing girls? I, I mean, I really don't know why they were there. Um, I understand what you're saying by harking back to the Attitude Era, but that's where I'm saying it's a force. Right now, that doesn't feel like it fits. Mm. Back then, yeah, it fit every single week, and we were you know hooting and hollering, ranting, and raving. You know, um, last night I didn't get it. I- I'm still not sure what I'm su- supposed to think about it. I liked the 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 hurt business. Um, I kind of dug them showing up there. All of a sudden, they take over the show. I got to tell you. When Bobby Lashley was standing in that, on that platform, that ring, I was really hoping that the front door of the underground opened and Brock Lesnar walked in. Because if there was ever a moment for Bobby and Brock, now maybe that would have been too much for last night. Maybe they want to establish the underground a little bit. And then maybe one day when Bobby Lashley, you know, maybe huh, SummerSlams around the corner. Maybe if he, you know, crowns himself the king of the underground, that's when Brock and Heyman walk in the door. And maybe we'll get that. I don't know, but that seems like a, that seems like a perfect fit for Bobby and Brock, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. And and I think you're right though too, bully, in the fact that that maybe been would have been a little too much, too soon. That's something you would want a little bit further down the line. And, that, and that's the biggest thing about you know, Raw Underground last night is that it's a change, and we really don't know what it is yet. I mean, that was just a little bit of a taste, a little bit of an introduction. It, I'll, I'll say this. you know, Obviously, it needs a little retooling. Obviously, it needs a little, a little bit of a pick-me-up as well. But at least it's something different. At, at least I'm not looking at that same room for three hours. I kinda like that they're, I I guess the best word to describe is trying. It seems like Monday Night Raw is trying to present something a little bit different. Because even when I was watching it, it's a little bit like when you're seeing the Hurt Business at the end of that show. It's like, boy, if they would've just booked the Hurt Business the right way. Even on the same show last night, you know, watching MVP lose and watching Shelton Benjamin lose, on that show, it would have been better not to see either of those guys in matches last night, and the first time you saw them was on Raw Underground. It kind of reminds you as like, all right, they're at Raw Underground. Why? Because they couldn't make it on Monday Night Raw? You know what I'm saying? Because, Bully, I always listen to you, and you've done a a great job of like really selling Shelton Benjamin to our audience. Because you said Shelton Benjamin is like, without a doubt, like, The one guy who could take out Brock Lesnar or the one guy who knows Brock Lesnar better than anybody is Shelton Benjamin. He's a legit badass. But Shelton Benjamin hasn't been presented as a badass on Monday Night Raw. And then you remind me that he's not much of a badass on Raw, but then you see him on Raw Underground. I think it would have been best if you didn't see any of them at all until the end of the show last night.
3: Uh, MVP loses to Apollo Cruz, and then goes to the Fight Club uh, or the Underground and beats up some nobody, 50-50 booking. Shelton Benjamin loses. He, he doesn't take the pin, but he's in a 24-7 match against Truth and Akira Tozawa. I bet you, I bet you, uh, Shelton Benjamin could hook the both of them at the same time, f- do a four fifty flip in the air, double suplex the both of them on their heads, and pin them both at the same time, and then tie them into pretzels. But Shelton is in a match in which he loses, but then he's in the underground beating, the, beating the crap out of the, you know, beating the crap out of everybody. Once again, 50-50. He's not... Neither one of those guys are good enough, strong enough, big enough, bad enough to beat wrestlers on the roster, but they're good enough to show up at the underground and throw some J-brones around? No. If if, If we're going off the air with these BMFs, then present them to me. Get them over to me like the bad mother truckers that they are. I don't need to see... MVP lose. I don't need to see Shelton in a match in which he loses on the same show that they're going to take over the underground. So it's like in the creative room. Okay, well, how are we going off the air? Well, the underground will be taking over the uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the the hurt business will be well taking over the underground, then we're gonna go off the air with them, they're gonna look super strong and blah, blah, blah. but well, what do we got for the rest of the show? Well, since they're gonna go off the show looking strong, we can beat them earlier on. I hate
0: that. Yeah.
3: No, if you're going off with them strong at the end, build them strong from the beginning. Enough with this tit-for-tat type of booking. Yeah, it's called 50-50 booking. I despise it. If you're going to hit the gas pedal on the hurt business, take your right foot and stick the pedal all the way down to the floor. Those are three tough bastards. Straight-up shoot, real-life, three tough bastards. That's what I want to see from them all the time. That's just my take.
0: No, Bully, and that's my take, too. And you know what? They haven't really been booked strong. But you know what? You always say, you know, the WWE, and even the WWE universe, has a very, very short memory. So forget what what has happened in the past. Last night was a good time to hit the reset button on the Hurt Business. But you don't have to remind us in the same show about the way that they've been booked prior to last night. There was no need to have that match for the 24-7 championship with Shelton Benjamin. And there was no need to have that match with Apollo Cruz. Or if you were going to do that, do that last night and then have the Hurt Business go to Raw Underground next week. Like, if if you want to kind of, like, separate MVP from that U.S. championship and you want Shelton Benjamin to drop that 24-7 championship, fine. Do it this week, but have them premiere, you know, on Raw Underground next week. You got to have some kind of buffer in between and not do it on the exact same show. With
3: the MVP and Apollo Crews match, right, I would have had... MVP, Listen, MVP knows that he's not the rightful champion, right? Yeah. Even had a second belt created, second championship. I would have had them come to the ring. I would have had the bell ring. I would have had MVP take his championship, throw it at Apollo Crews and go, here, keep it. I'm out of here. I would have just had him walk away, basically saying, Kid, I toyed with you for weeks. Screw you and your belt. I'll come back at another time when I want to take it back from you. Anything but having him lose. What's the point? Well, MVP, you're not good enough to beat Apollo Crews in the ring, but, ooh, I'll buy into you as a big, strong, tough guy badass later on. Now, you know why I buy into him later on as that badass, Dave? Because he, because, he, he, because he is a badass? Because he is a badass. Yeah. It works. But I don't need to see him losing early. I def and listen, we could probably make an argument for that match. Shelton Benjamin, no argument. Didn't even belong in the match.
0: First of Inconsequen- all, Shelton Benjamin shouldn't even have had the 24-7 championship to begin with. The 24-7 championship is a joke. It's 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 supposed to be a joke. It's always been a joke, and that's the way that belt has been presented since day one if you want to build Shelton Benjamin as a badass the last thing you want him attached to is the 24-7 championship so to your point Bully you know you could have done the same thing with Shelton Benjamin last night he could have took that 24-7 championship threw it at R-Truth and says this belt is a joke you're a joke here have fun with your friends I'm out we got something bigger and better
3: in mind well what he got in mind we'll see we'll show you later I mean, and, and the, 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 there was some there was a lot of couple of wonky things that went on last night. My, my number one, I, we will get to later because I think it's number one on everybody's list today, um, yeah. involving a certain finish of a certain match, which made absolute, positively zero sense. But trying to keep it positive, they tried something different. They're trying something new. Let's see where it goes. Let's see how the Hurt Business takes over the underground and what they can bring to it. I thought it was interesting that we saw Eric and Ivar there last night. Are we getting away from the Viking Raiders and getting uh, into a little bit more of, uh, you know, maybe their real
0: personalities, their true selves, you know, two ass kickers? We'll see. And you know what? I even like Dolph Ziggler, too. Because Dolph Ziggler, as, as people may or may not know, he's a legit amateur wrestler. So, you know, seeing him, and they, and they presented that way last night with Raw Underground. So that's something very, very intriguing. You know, we saw Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre. Nobody really bought in. But I got to be honest with you, Bully, I'm buying into Dolph Ziggler being a part of Raw Underground.
3: I got to tell you, I would love to buy into Dolph Ziggler, the pro wrestler, because unfortunately Dolph's been there forever, and that's why he's only going to be get brought to the front of the burner when they need him, but Dolph is so damn talented. Um, you know, Dave, when it comes to this whole raw underground thing, I I, I knew this morning that I was going to, I never sit on the fence, um, I, I either like something or I don't like something, there is no such thing as thumbs in the middle for me, so I'm going to go with I liked the underground because it was something different and they tried something new and maybe a little outside of the box, but I would love to know what the nation thought about this because they are the heart and soul of, you know, they're the wrestling fans that make this all tick. So be interesting to see what they thought.
4: Summer is time to start prepping for your fantasy football draft with fantasy sports radio. Touchdown! This year, it's also time for fantasy baseball players to do the same. It is God. Listen for expert advice to dominate your fantasy football and baseball drafts. Will Garrett Cole be the first pitcher taken? 12 strikeouts for Garrett Cole. Now celebrating our 10th year bringing you the best fantasy sports radio on Sirius 210 XM87.
0: Wow, Randy Orton is just tremendous right now on the microphone. Dave, do you know what made
3: Randy Orton's promo so great last night? Truth and realism? 1,000% dead-on balls accurate truth and honesty. He has been the chosen one since day one. He can get away with just about anything. He has been granted chance after chance after chance. And to put it out there, I absolutely love that because it's real and I love realism. So Drew McIntyre comes out there and he says, Randy, you've been the chosen one. You got chance after chance after chance and blah, blah, blah. And Randy comes out there and says, you're absolutely right and there's nothing you can do about it. I will always be the chosen one then, now, and forever. It's to me, it's you, you become a bigger heel in people's eyes when you admit to how big of a scumbag you've been for 20 years. Yeah, everything you're saying is right, Drew. I've taken advantage of the system. I've taken advantage of other wrestlers. I've done whatever I've wanted to do, and I've gotten away with it. And you're just another guy, Drew, who's going to bitch, moan, and complain about it. You're going to bitch and moan on the microphone as opposed to stabbing me in the back backstage. So I'll give you a little bit of credit for that, Drew. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And everything about that promo worked last night. You know, Drew saying, I'm going to hand out receipts and kick you, you know, and get back at you for kicking everybody in the head. That, that's all. That's fine. Last night, Drew and Randy wanted want, wanted wanted me to see that match even more than I wanted to see that match. And I'm not really that interested in that match. Right off the bat, I was like, ah, Drew and Randy, yeah, it'll be good, but there's not, I don't know, is there any real meat on the bone there? Is there any real emotion? Last night, I got some real emotion.
0: Yeah, you did, because anyone can feel that way. I mean, there is Drew McIntyre, he was proclaimed the chosen one and was fired. Randy Orton, he is truly the chosen one. How do you know? Because he's never been fired because he's done things that probably should have gotten him fired, but yet he stayed on the roster. And here he is 20 years later challenging for the world championship. If that doesn't get you motivated to see a match, nothing will. And I am like you just said. Yeah. Listen, two great wrestlers, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, But when you really get invested, it's the emotion that gets you invested, and they were able to do that last night. Let's get back to the busted open nation. A lot of callers, Bully, want to talk about Monday Night Raw last night. Let's go to Eric in Virginia. Eric, what did you want to say about Raw last night?
4: Uh, Dumpster fire, period. That's all it was to me. Uh, They sold me on the advertising with with Shane McMahon bringing out the new product. They they did a bait-and-switch with the, the new faction a bunch of kids running around throwing Molotov cocktails at some production box. It was, it was horrible. The underground, even worse, they built it up to be shoot fighting. Great. I was hooked right until I saw the, you know, two of the three guys who dominated at the end of the show, losing in the beginning of the show. I want to see something different, just like everybody else. But I, I, I believe that I was fed the same baby food, more of the same. They had something different, and they went back to what they do, bait and switch.
0: Well, Eric, the only thing I'll say to you, and listen, you bring up some fair points, though. I do think they are trying something different. But, Eric, the only way we're going to know if it's truly going to be different, Bully always says this, what's the follow-up going to be? You know, they, they set a foundation last night. You're not sure where they're going to go. Let's see what happens next week. So I know we've been down this road before, Eric, but I got to be honest, as a wrestling fan and as somebody that's watched Monday Night Raw now since day one, let's see what the follow-up is. So before you kill it, would you, would you go with me on let's see what the follow-up will be next week?
4: I I will, but because we we've gone down this road so many times in the past, where they've had something, it's really been good, and then they pull the rug out from under us, and we're 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 stuck saying why? Why are they doing this again? It, it's it's disheartening for me. Like you, I've been watching Ross since day one, and. I, I see how things progress, and I see where they're going, and then I get excited, and then they just pull it out, and it's back to the same old, same old. I, I'm, I'm tired of, of, of being duped time and time again.
0: Well, I mean, and, and Eric, listen, I, I understand. So, uh, is Eric still there, Dave? Uh, no, Eric's gone. But, but here's the thing, Bully, like, when it comes to what Eric is saying— Yes, there's been times we've been duped. There's been times that, you know, storylines have fell flat. And there's been times where storylines have gone nowhere. But, I mean, here we are just talking about Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. You can't tell me that the show last night was a dumpster fire when we're talking about Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, you know, having a war of words. And now you're emotionally invested in a match at some... I'm sorry, but I can't call last night's show a dumpster fire.
3: Dave, you know what I've been having for dinner for the past
0: two weeks? What's that? Liver. Why? I hate it. It's disgusting. Then why are you I eating hate. it? Ah ha!
3: So why are you eating it? Dude, Eric, so why are you watching it? If you've been disappointed so many times... Why are you watching it? Are you one of those guys who like, are you you masochistic? Are you like to be, you like to be crapped on? Not in the literal
2: sense. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on SiriusXM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts.
0: One segment of the show last night more than any other that had me scratching my head and wondering what the F it had to be, Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler. Yeah, what about it? Why would you scratching your head? Okay. So you have the match with Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If my timeline is off, bully at all, please jump in and correct me. So you got a match between... Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks on Monday Night Raw, which is, hey, pretty wow. I mean, you're getting Shayna Baszler and Sasha on Raw. That To me, that's a pay-per-view caliber match. Correct?
3: Especially after Shayna popped Sasha in the
0: mouth backstage. So you're like, hey, I thought that was leading to a, you know, a match on a pay-per-view or something. Here, we're getting it on Monday Night Raw. That's a treat. So we're seeing this matchup. It's going back and forth. Actually, Sasha, I thought was doing a tremendous job on Shayna Baszler. Again, Sasha Banks is doing some of the best work of her WWE career. And then Oscar comes out, pretty pretty uh, uniform. We've seen that a lot where Oscar comes out. Oscar attacks Bailey. Makes perfect sense after what we saw last last week with Bailey and Kari Saint. So, so Asuka attacks Bailey. What makes no sense to me, Bully, is the bells ring and the match is over. Why? How many times, Bully, how many times on Monday Night Raw have we seen that same scenario where it's caused a distraction for somebody to lose a match? Why is the referee calling for the bell when two people who are not involved in the match at all are ending the match And causing the outcome to a match. All right, confusing, don't understand it, don't know what's going on. Then Asuka's in the ring. Sasha Banks is flat on her back outside the ring, clutching onto that championship title. Asuka's dancing and yelling at Sasha Banks. They go to commercial. They come back from commercial, and Asuka and Shayna are in the ring together. And Shayna says, you know what? I'm actually rooting for you against Sasha Banks because I want you to beat Sasha Banks so that you're the champion, so that I can beat you for the championship title. Okay, I guess some backhanded way that makes sense, even though Shayna was just in the ring with Sasha and could have won the championship and then had Asuka challenger for the championship, but okay. And I'm wondering to myself that whole time, Where's Sasha and Bailey? Because the last time I saw them, they were flat on their backs outside the ring. Suddenly, I see Sasha and Bailey come out from out. It, they're making an entrance like they were never involved in the match to begin with. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Because I could have sworn I just saw them outside the ring. But here they are making an entrance like we never saw them before. Like this was a brand new segment, and this is a brand new show, and I'm not watching the same show for the last 90 minutes. Can you make any, of anything I said, Bully, can you make any sense of what took place there last night? No.
3: No. Here's what it is, Dave. Because there is no way for me to explain it creatively, because none of it made sense. This is what happens when you book a match to keep people on a TV station, but creatively, you don't want to beat Sasha. And you don't want to beat Shayna. So you need an out. Now, of all of the outs that you could possibly have had, a DQ, like one of the competitors being DQ'd. Yeah. A count out. A double count out. A whatever. You decided to throw the match out because... A person that was involved not involved in the match decided to attack somebody who also was not involved in the match. That is lazy booking 101. That is insulting fans intelligence 101. We need an out. Let's just do whatever we don't care. This is this is where the insult insulting of fans intelligence comes in that I talk about every once in a while. I'm sitting there like a schmuck coming out of my chair going, what? Like I've seen it all and I still can't believe they did that last night. Do you know how easy it would have been for Asuka to run down the ramp and barely have to seen her out of the corner of her eye Bailey run away from Oscar, Bailey slides in the ring to get away from Oscar. Oscar slides right in behind and because Sasha would have been standing there, Oscar could have ran right over Sasha and ran right after Bailey. Boom, there's your DQ. There could have been some kind of physicality with Asuka and the legal person. I'm giving you a, such a simple way to go about it. It's, it. it's idiot simple. Now the referee has a reason because one of the legal people in the match has been touched by an illegal person, and maybe the referee thinks that Asuka and Shayna Baszler are in cahoots. Who knows? That's simple. What they did last night, to me, completely asinine. And they just don't give a crap because they know that people are going to bitch and moan about it like we are right now. And guess what's going to happen tomorrow? We're going to tune in again. We're going to forget about it. And we're going to tune in again. This This is what I hate about certain aspects of certain wrestling companies. And, and I don't know if I should lump everybody else into this, but WWE does it a, a little bit too often for me. They just do whatever they want. If it's convenient for them, despite the fact that it's not going to make sense to their fan base. You know what I would have did with Shayna Baszler? I, I didn't I don't want to see Shayna Baszler right now in a competitive match. You know what I would have did with Shayna Baszler last night? I would have had Shayna Baszler pop Sasha Banks in the mouth backstage. I would have had her come to the ring. I would have had Shayna Baszler beat the shit out of Sasha Banks, beat the shit out of Bailey, taking both of their championships and hold them in the air. Why not? You know why? Because we need to rebuild Shayna a little bit. I need Shayna Baszler to be that bad mother trucker that she's supposed to be. Not having a competitive wrestling match. I don't care about her competitive wrestling match right now. You're, this this woman, Shayna Baszler is supposed to be like a, a killer, like a Brock. I mean, stop me if I'm wrong.
4: Shayna Baszler,
3: the, the girl that bit the of the neck of uh of uh of uh what's your name again <laughs> becky lynch uh, becky lynch bit the back of the neck of becky lynch this wild rabbit animal who can break your snap your arm and bite the back of your neck and just dis- poke your eye out and destroy you good have her do that to those other two girls last night let's re-establish her Let's turn her into this menace to the women's division. Let's turn her into this loose cannon. Snap, snap Sasha's arm, snap Bailey's arm. Take both of their champions, get yourself DQ'd, who cares? Hold their championships in the air. If you're gonna get somebody over, let's really get them over. Let's strap a rocket to their back and shoot them to the moon. Let's do something. I don't want to see. Do I want to see a match between Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler? Sure. When Shayna is built back to where she's supposed to be.
0: It's it. There was. And and again, I don't mean to go back to last week because I said what I had to say about the tweet last week, but this is why I don't buy into the Oscar Bailey stuff like, you know, and then Oscar saying, you know what, you know. Sane's not here. Bailey and, and Sasha are here. I want them to go away. All right. Okay. Fine. What? You know what? They could have went a different route with that. saying saying goodbye. She said goodbye on Twitter. I, I completely ruined the angle for me. Now with this whole mess with 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 Sasha and Shayna, I, that's a match I want to see. Championship on the line. But now, I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous for Shayna pop Sasha in the mouth before and you're like all right it's on but now she's saying you know what that championship title doesn't mean anything coming from sasha i want it to come from you how does that make any sense at all that makes no sense at all makes zero sense and again they go to commercial break bully with bailey and sasha on the ground outside the ring they go to break They come back from break, they're inside the ring. You don't know what's going on outside the ring. And suddenly, boom, here comes Bailey and Sasha. Like nothing ever happened. Holding their championship titles, like you've seen them for the first time. Like, do they, do they, It's you talk about being illogical and not connecting the dots and not being cohesive. They're not even being logical and cohesive within the same segment. They were just outside the ring on the ground. And then three minutes later, they're coming back out, reintroducing themselves like nothing ever happened. That's where like that's where you got to be like, all right, come on. are you even trying? Are you even trying to make sense here? They're trying to protect
3: too many people at the same time. They're trying to protect Oscar they they're trying to they're trying to keep Oscar involved in a story that became so wonky because of an ill-timed tweet. They're trying to keep Sasha strong as a champion. We're trying to keep Shayna strong because she's a credible ass kicker. Well, no, she's really not. Have her destroy some people and then make her credible. If if Shayna Baszler would have came to that ring last night and she would have completely destroyed Sasha Banks and Bailey and and stood over them with both of their championships in the air now you've all of a sudden you got you got what you need from that woman she's reestablished and i could reestablish her in the snap of a finger that's how confident and i am in my ability to reestablish and does sasha get hit for is that a hit to sasha is that a hit to bailey no what you're doing you're not watching that and going oh well sasha's really weak oh well bailey's really weak no you're going holy crap Shayna baszler's bad she's gonna she's gonna kill these women when she really has the chance i didn't take out one i didn't take out two i took both of them out i took both of your championships and held them in the air what makes you think i can't do it again when those titles are on the line both of you bitches better watch your backs and sleep with one eye open there you go bang i'm back invested in in, in Shayna baszler
0: yeah, to me I mean, they yes did, no no to me they I, I completely agree with you, bully. But they did nothing to put anyone over in that segment. Nobody got over. Nobody got over last night.
3: Dave, and when nobody gets over, it is a complete waste. In, in the world of creative that I come from, at the end of every segment, no matter what you have on that television, no matter what you have going on, period. Everybody should take a step forward. And good creative will always allow everybody to take a step forward. Heels can be more hated, baby faces can be more loved, storylines can be progressed. I shouldn't come out of a segment going, what the hell just happened? What did I just watch? Why do I have to clean up your spilled milk? Uh, Why do I have uh, to try to make sense of your illogical
1: creative? when it's time to go to the track. To the track. Yeah! Sirius XM NASCAR Radio's got oh, you covered. Here we go. Tune in to Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Or listen on the phone when you get out of the car with the Sirius XM app. Oh, nice. We're back on the track. Sunday. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern. With NASCAR Cup Series Racing.
2: Everything's happening so fast. It's the
1: Consumer's Energy 400. From Michigan International Speedway. you gotta go take it. On Sirius XM. On Sirius, Sirius XM. NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Very, very, very well thought. <laughs>
0: very pleased bully to talk to our next guest somebody who definitely made an impact on wednesday night on aew dynamite and we're going to see him again tomorrow night again 8 p.m eastern time on tnt and that is the one and only matt cardona matt how are you today appreciate the time
1: i'm glad to be back i love that music that you played. my new music i love it every time i hear it i do too Who, who did the music for you matt uh, downstate did it. They, uh, they, they contacted me as soon as I, uh, was a a free man and they sent out a tweet and we, I slid into their DMS and they've been working on it for three months. It's been on repeat in my, my backyard, (laughs) but I've been working out for three months. So I've heard all different versions of it. And then, uh, tomorrow night, I finally got to finally get to walk out to the ring, you know, actually hearing it, not just in my headphones.
3: (laughs) Now, now before you came on, um, uh, you know, on the show and we can see you on Zoom. I I, I was telling our audience what you were probably wearing today. Um, right. So can you please describe your outfit
1: just so they could, just so they know? Well, uh, I, I am wearing uh, my, my brand new AEW hat. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yep. And I'm wearing a, a sleeveless uh, Max Cardona <laughs> cut uh, major wrestling figure podcast t-shirt available at prowrestlingtees.com slash major W5 make sure you get my new AEW shirt shop AEW.com I believe it was the number one uh, seller this week so I'm impressed that's the that. word on the street how do you
3: get those cannonball shoulders that you have
1: um I, I, I did I did shoulders yesterday Bubba so maybe it's uh, I got a little pump left over it's possible you definitely got a pump um, left over is this the best uh, you've ever looked This is the weirdest thing. Like, I don't think so at all. Like I must have like body dysmorphia. I didn't think I looked good last week. Uh, I think maybe I missed time, some meals and stuff like that, but everyone's making it seem like I gained a hundred pounds or something. Like I'm like offended. Like, did you not think I was in good shape before? Like, I don't understand. I think I look almost exactly the same. No, Um, You know what I think it is when, as you get, as you've gotten older, I think
3: you've, you've grown into your muscle better. You look more symmetrical. And I think that beard helps too. You look like a manly man.
1: I'm also, I don't know if you can see, but I'm growing out the chest hair like Scott Hall, Razor Ramon style. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, just just to show. I mean, what, what was I going to change? I can't come. I'm not going to get like long baggy pants. Or, I'm not going to change my look drastically. I'm certainly not going to shave my head. So I figured let's grow
0: some chest hair out. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Well, you got to be happy with the way things laid out last week. Again, you know, you know, Matt, we've spoken to you before and, you know, there's times that, You've gotten the opportunities, times you haven't gotten the opportunities. You were able to get yourself over probably better than anybody, you know, with what you were able to do outside the ring. So how does it feel to be welcomed in a place that you know you're going to have freedom and some creativity?
1: Uh, it, last week was awesome. I was so nervous before, like probably the most nervous I've ever been in my career because you know I'm going to this brand new environment, you know. And uh, listen, like I don't care. I say it, I have said it all the time. I don't care about proving doubters wrong. I want to prove my supporters right, and I want to you know make them proud and you know prove myself right as well. And you know you can't you can't just love this business when things are great. You know you got to love this business when things suck when you've hit rock bottom. And trust me, I've been there many times. But when you have nights like last week, it's so much sweeter. You know if you you really loving it and and you're you're scratching and clawing for it and that's why last week w- was amazing uh, why last week w- why the timing of last week uh, well my my 90 days was up <laughs> okay (laughs) uh but but listen here's the thing like aew is is the place to be right there's no denying that and of course at the end of the day i'm still a fan so i was watching aew on tv at home and and for years uh, Bubba, you know like how many times we hear the next thing's coming the next big thing is coming and and it never came right and then aew comes it over delivers uh and of course now that i can go somewhere it, it was my number one spot
3: So you didn't want to take, you wanted to be someplace as soon as, uh, specifically AEW, you wanted to be with and in AEW. The minute that 90 days was over, you didn't want to take any more time for yourself because you just knew that that was the right move
1: for you? I mean, you want to make that impression, right? And you, you want to, I, I was so hungry to, to wrestle and, and to, you know, just perform and to, you know, I, I love this business so much. And you know, the past three months, like it went by so fast. Cause I was just like anxiously awaiting, like wrestling, all these new people, you know, uh, coming up with t-shirt designs. Like I just love everything about this business. So it, it sucked, uh, you know, for 90 days, not being able to really do much, but I was able to set myself up luckily with pro wrestling tees and stuff like that. So once that 90 days was over, I, I, I just how to get started.
0: And, be, and before you even got to that 90 days, I think fans, even when you were with the WWE, fans wanted to see you in AEW. Because you mentioned that you have a, a, a very loyal fan base that didn't get to see you on TV every week. Knowing that you had a relationship with Cody, I think a lot of fans wanted this. That, this is like the, the, the train of thought that they wanted to happen for you for you to finally get to AEW.
1: And listen listen there there there's no surprise like i'm good friends with cody in this business there's very few people i consider friends cody is one of them and yes like does it help that he has a little stroke at aew absolutely and i know like i'm coming into aew and i gotta you know i gotta prove myself i gotta prove myself for myself you know i know i'm cody's friend i'm the the wwe guy who got released i know all that but i know at the end of the day that i belong there and aew is gonna give me an opportunity and i i think i've proven that i've made a whole career out of making the most out of opportunities
3: uh matt you you were really liked in the WWE locker room. You got along with everybody. You got a great personality. You can see you gelling well with all the uh, guys and gals in AEW also. Can you tell me the difference in the in the, the locker rooms or the just the aura in the locker rooms uh, being in AEW just for one week as you've been?
1: Yeah, for me, I was nervous because I was walking in there, the, the new kid at school, right? And, and all these people, whether I've seen them uh, wrestle, whether I've seen them, you know, on social media, I knew everybody, but I didn't really know them. You know what I'm saying? So it was like weird, kind of introducing myself to these people who I who I know. Uh, some people who I've watched wrestle for years, but everyone was very welcoming, very inviting, and and it, they made me feel like you know, like I was there the whole time.
0: And I can see that we've been, we've been getting a lot of that, and you know. This past week, we've done a lot of interviews, Matt, Eric Young, EC3, a lot of wrestlers that were let go by the WWE and kind of just reestablishing themselves. And a lot of the theme of a lot of the wrestlers that we spoke to, they fell kind of fell out of love with wrestling, and now they're falling back in love with wrestling. I, I could be wrong here, so correct me if I'm wrong. You're somebody that's never fallen out of love with pro wrestling. You, you've, you know You've always had a passion for it.
1: Yes. And of course, there are times where it has sucked. And I'm like, th- there was no light at the end of the tunnel. But like I said, that's when you really got to love it. Because it's so easy to love it when you're on TV every week. And you know, you're in this great spot and you have all this merch. Who, who wouldn't love that? Right? You have to love it when you're sitting in catering. You have to love it when you're not booked. You have to love it when things aren't going your way. And then when you get nights like last week, everything just is so much better, so much sweeter that way. And maybe that's just my delusional way of thinking about it. But for me, that's how I've lived my life. I, I don't want to live in bitterness. What's the point? Why well, complain online? You're not going to be happier. I'll tell you that. And that is the absolute truth. Uh, the whole
3: online uh, negativity, bitterness and complaining doesn't do you any good. Um,
1: AEW, is this a short term thing for you? Or would you like to be sticking around for some time? I mean, I, did, I didn't just come here to get a new T-shirt. I mean, it's a great shirt, the number one seller this week. But, of course, I want to be the TNT champion, the AEW champion. They have action figures. I love an action figure. You know, I haven't signed a long-term deal yet. But, of course, that is the goal, 100%.
3: So, Dave, did you hear what he just said? I want to be the TNT champion. Should your good, close, personal, bestest buddy in the whole world, Cody Rhodes, be worried on Wednesday night?
1: uh I, I well this week we're gonna be tag team partners you know and, and it's weird because we've never uh teamed together we're, we're great friends but you know on camera we've always been opponents so it's gonna see it's gonna be weird to see how we gel hopefully we gel well uh but who knows down the line you know i mean it's it's every man for himself right yeah, if, he I mean, turn, well, if he were to turn
3: if he would to turn around and give you an opportunity are, are you taking it and are you able to go in there and try to rough up your best friend
1: I mean, I use that, that, that hashtag always ready. And it's a cute little thing for, for social media, but it's the truth. I feel like I am always ready. And, uh, tomorrow night I have to back it up and you know, next week and the week after that, it's not just a, a one match thing. I need to keep going and prove myself each and every week. I realize that I'm not walking in here delusional thinking that anything's gonna be handed to me. I know I have to earn what I get.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about Cody, because like you said, you are going to be tag teaming with Cody. You're going up against two members of the Dark Order on Wednesday night Dynamite at 8 p.m. on TNT. It's going to like you said, it's crazy that you guys have been friends for so long, but this is the first time that you're actually teaming up. So what is that going to feel like for you? Kind of your your first match, your debut match on AEW Dynamite?
1: I mean, it's great to be in there with him. You know, he, he has the experience in AEW. There's so many things about it. Like, you know, even, even last week when, when I uh, when I ran out there, I was like, oh my, you know, this is a new a new stage for me. And they have these little steps and there's a carpet. Like, I hope I don't slip. You know, there's all these things that are getting in my head. Uh, it's a new environment. It's a, it's, a, it's a new ring that I've never worked in before. So all that stuff is in the back of my head, you know, but I'm always ready and I always can, you know, adapt to any situation. You said you're a
3: fan of AEW, you watch the product, what, um,
1: which younger talent there has caught your eye? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Like there, there's so many people, I would say everybody on the roster, I know it's generic answer, but, but if you want me to pick out a couple of guys like Darby Allen, of course, you look at this guy and you just see star, you know, you see there's something different about him. And then he has these matches, does all these unorthodox things. Uh, someone like Joey Janela, his crazy, those hardcore stuff that he, that he does. I would love to get in there and do stuff like that because I've never really done it before. And, you know, like, I feel like in AEW, I could show a different side of me.
0: See, I'm looking forward to that. We had MJF on the show yesterday, and he kind of addressed some, some things about AEW, about you know the flip-flop and flying. Do you think AEW has a certain style to it, or do you think they just have a bunch of different styles that are out there for anybody to watch?
1: I think AEW style is that there's so many different styles you watch, you know, one match on the card, it can be totally different from the next and, and they're equally as good, you know? And I think that's great. And I think I need to adapt my style as well, you know, cause I've been doing one, you know, I, I've been working the same people for 15 years. Now it's time. All right. You think you're good. You think you're good, Matt, prove it. You know, I need to adapt to all these different styles and I think I will.
3: And with all the different styles there, Which style fits you the best? Are you a, a, do you prefer a a, a storytelling style or do you prefer a style that goes out there and just kind of tears the house down and, and does, and, you know,
1: go out there and do whatever you want to do? I think, I think there's room for, for both those styles to mesh together. Uh, of course, you, you want to have a match where everyone's talking about it, right? Uh, you want to have a match that, you know, story-wise, people are invested in, right? The, 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 these two characters, these two people going at it, and, and you want the people, whether it be, you know, in the crowd or at home loving it. You, I, I think that's the best part about this business is you, you can, like, you know, if, you, if you're invested in those characters, any match, if done correctly, I mean, it, it could be, like, monumental.
3: Let me just ask you this about being an outsider uh, from AEW. And obviously now last week being your first week there, why do you think the AEW fan base is so in love with AEW?
1: I think they're so in love with AEW because, you know, they they wanted something different for so long. Like I said earlier, like for so many years, you heard something's coming, something's coming, something's coming and never did. Or if it did, it lasted a couple weeks, right? This is something where everyone can sink their teeth into and say, this is mine. AEW is mine. I'm a fan of AEW. This guy is my Darby Allen is my name A wrestler. He's mine. And I think they all feel that they could, you know, bring this to the absolute number one spot. And I believe it. The potential is there 100%. And that's why I'm excited to be a part of it.
0: You know, Matt. I know you're a super positive person, and you don't want to look into the past. But you know, now that you're with AEW, do you have a bit of a, a chip on your shoulder? Like you mentioned, being a champion, or maybe even being the face of the show or the franchise. Like you have that in you. Are you going to AEW with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder?
1: Not really, because what's, what's the point to live in the past and be bit like, it's of course, like I recognize what has happened before and obviously, you know, there's a little fuel there, but I I don't like, you know, poor me. I wish I could have did this. I should have did this. Like you can't change the past anyway. So all I'm I'm thinking about is dynamite next week's dynamite, you know, over and over and over just the future, because looking back, it, it will get you nowhere.
0: I need you to do me a favor, Matt, if possible. Cause you're you're friends with Cody, correct? Like you're friends with Cody. I, I, have, be I, I with think them we're them very good friends. On yeah. <laughs> Wednesday and stuff like that. I need you to get into his ear a little bit. And I know you're new with the company and stuff like that, but you do have a little bit of clout because you have a relationship. Here now, we go. N- th- what bully?
3: No, 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 no. Sorry. We're just having I, a con- yeah. we're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, we
0: What's Here we go. Here we go. All right, listen, I, I'm a big fan of AEW. To the point, Matt, believe it or not, I'm called an AEW mark on social media, which makes no right. sense to me because I love everything. But you know how sometimes, you know, you get that negativity on social media. Now, oh Cody, boy, is somebody, <laughs> Cody is a somebody that I'm a fan of, but Cody doesn't like me. And I, right. I, I, I got to be honest with you, I don't know what it is. I really it's don't. It's because you don't like Star Wars. Well, whatever. Oh, uh, we went through this already. How, you I know that, again? but you've done nothing. You now you're there. The you watch let, me talk for se- let me talk for a second. Let me talk for a second. I need Please you to get... rude to the guests. I'm not being rude, but he needs to have a little respect for the host. So, Matt, I need you to get into Cody's ear. We do a lot for AEW, getting a lot of get- great guests on. It goes hand in okay. hand. I can't be banned from it. It makes no sense for me to be banned from AEW. I talk to you. I talk to MJF. I talk... You have to get this band lifted somehow some way. You have a relationship with. Get it done. If you can provide proof that you bought my new
1: shirt on shopAew.com and I want proof, a screenshot proof, uh, maybe I'll talk to Cody for you.
3: Now you're asking him to put his hands in his pockets.
1: This, this is <laughs> yeah, not this easy, is, my uh, friend. This is not oh, hey. easy. It's a, that's, that's what you got to do.
0: I, so, I have to buy your
1: love, is what you're saying. Not my love, Cody's love. And I'm, you know, that's how, I, you know, maybe he, he will love you, but for me to, you know, go to him and ask about you, you need to do something for me. And, you know, just, just support the shirt, you know, I, please. I, I, I am support, sounds fair. support That
0: sounds fair. Yeah, but you know, you just mentioned that your shirt is number one on AEW Shop. Like it's well, the mean, number one shirt. So you don't need anything from me. you don't need that from me. I, I you already wanted, have the I number one be, shirt. I want it
1: to be number one next week, or at least I don't want it to go from number one to number twenty-five. That won't look that good. Yeah. You know. Okay, why don't you do this, Dave? <laughs> why don't you buy
3: a Matt Cardona shot, uh t-shirt, cut it up like he cuts it up,
0: huh? take a picture right. of you. What? That'd yeah. be yeah, a great idea. I know where you're going. No, you I don't. I don't have the guns. I don't have the guns like Matt does. Well, you got, you got a little. At you that
2: got.
3: got to cut cut like, I you can got teach little... you how to cut it. Yeah, he'll teach you how to cut it. Nice. Yeah.
0: And then he'll do the favor you need. You need a favor. He needs a favor. I think that's. And, good. and I know Matt's a big Star Wars guy, but I think even Matt, the biggest hardcore Star Wars fan there is, some of the movies are shit. You would agree that some of the movies are shit. I,
1: w- I would say some are better than others. None of them are shit. That's I, I'm I, I'm offended by that.
0: I'm so offended Dave, by that now. You you offend our guests. I mean, the first, the original three. Right. Part, I mean, part one, part two, part. I don't know where to get the part four, part six. And that I don't get. But the first three movies that came out in the 70s, early, those are classics. But the right. movies that came out later on, not not so much. I mean, I got to disagree with you. I think some of them are
1: some of the best movies ever. Uh, I, I actually love Phantom Menace going back and watching it back. I think it got a lot of, you know, just like th- people just, they, 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 they didn't like Jar Jar Binks at the time. You go back and watch it now, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I think Jar Jar should come back. Bring him back. As hey, I wa- bring him back as Matt, a heel. I want to get back <laughs> to the
3: wrestling for one second because oh, I sorry, do have a question for me. No, 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 no. I, I have no, a legitimate no, no. question. Okay, Dave, yeah, I'll No, no, now. no, you, go you ahead. Just, no, no I'm no, saying, no, about no, Dave, about I was apologizing. No, blah, Bully, blah, blah, blah. I was
0: apologizing for your taking it off the road. Your apologies
3: are go. hollow, okay? You don't really mean the apology. You're just chasing the hug, okay? You hate Star Wars, and you're rude. Uh, one of the things that we always talk about on the show here is the officiating in AEW or the lack thereof coming from the WWE, you know, how stringent they are about it. Is this something that you've noticed? And is this something that you think AEW can do a better job with, with referees paying better attention to the rules that AEW laid out from its inception?
1: Uh, You know, I haven't really noticed that. I do think like WWE, their officials, there, there are rules that the, the fans don't even know about. So it's like, what's the point of having all these rules if the fans don't even know what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm fine with the officiating in AEW. I mean, I, I think, you know, the referees, they, 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 they definitely need to have, you know, authority. And I think they do there. And hopefully tomorrow, you know, there's no uh, dark order run-ins or anything like that. And I hope the referee's doing his job.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I'm, I'm actually, as we're talking, I'm on shopAEW.com. So I oh, am going you. to buy. But I got to be honest with you, this new Jericho shirt, the, the demo god, 18 to 49 is a pretty sweet shirt. The nice shirt, I will admit it's a nice shirt. You can buy that
1: as well. I don't care. You can buy as many shirts as you want, but just mine needs to be included in that purchase. Right, know,
3: I'm, Dave, I'm, what he what he's asking is not that much. I mean, th- this guy was nice enough to get me an action figure set that I never knew existed. Okay. That's right. That's what he did. This thing had a cost a couple of hundred dollars, and he gave it to me as a gift. You know, that was very nice of him. All he's asking of you is to buy a shirt. If you need Cody to lift the ban, I mean, he's not asking much. One shirt, support the
0: cause. And you can't do that, LaGreco. I'm 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 looking for it. Are you are you even are you even on this website? I'm looking. Oh I am my on there. I don't go back. I'm on there because I ordered my old shirt
1: yesterday. So it's <laughs> I know I'm on there.
0: All right, I'm I'm looking Did you really buy your
3: own
1: shirt like a hundred times just to make it like the number one no, best oh No, I was <laughs> I was dedicated to somebody and I, I went and I purchased it and sent it to him. I didn't I didn't buy my own shirt for me. Uh Matt,
0: do you see what I go through I'm every saying, day what with? this guy? I, I I just searched Matt Cardona. It says, you know, oh, here we go. What does it, it say? Got it it I'm says buying. number one seller No, it's it, it, it's Strong Island. It's you know, Matt there Cardona, it is. Strong Island. That's I'm buying one. it. I'm buying it right now I just bought it And then maybe You could even rip it
1: off Like I did last week On Dynamite That's a perfect rip Right there I don't know if you saw that I ripped that baby
0: off Oh, Matt if I'm paying If I'm paying $24.99 For a shirt I ain't ripping shit I'm buying (laughs) it I understand that I'm keeping that that. You know what I'm saying I I suffer from (laughs) lack of funds Matt You know what I'm saying I suffer from lack of funds So I'm not ripping up Anything that. that I buy Sure Matt, do you know where you guys are
3: placed
1: on the show on Wednesday night? Do you open up the show? Do you close right in the middle? I think we're somewhere in the middle. I don't know exactly where we're going to be. Um, I, I'll be honest. It's my first match in five months, but it's the first match in like over a year that I've actually cared about that actually like meant something to me. So that's why it's very important to me. And if you're a fan of Matt Cardone, if you've ever been a fan, even if you hate me, I hope you tune in. I hope everybody tunes in tomorrow at TNT because, you know, this is, this is my chance. Okay, like you, you, you say you're that good. You, you say you want to be in AEW. Okay, here you go. So I know that I have to deliver and the pressure's on and that's fine. You know, I, I I love pressure. Like I hate it. I hate, you know, I want it to be over with, you know, but once it's done, I, I, you know, I love, I love that. It's, it's the greatest feeling of the world. Like the excitement, the butterflies. And I think, you know, like, I love that, you know, I I started wrestling in 2003, it's 2020 and I'm still super excited and super nervous. And I, I love that. I'm so passionate about it still and and i hope that never goes away but i'm sure you're the same way you know like there's just something about this business that i can't explain why i love it i just do and it's just something that you know it's it's stuck with me from childhood i i never grew out of it uh and i just i just I love it. I can't. That's all I can say about it. It's just something that even when I talk about it, I have goosebumps talking about it. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do, and now finally, again, I'm going to be like on live TV, TNT Dynamite, and uh, I'm just super pumped.
3: It's uh, it's always great to hear guys who have gone through the ringer in the WWE get an opportunity to spread their wings again and find their love and their passion for wrestling all over like Dave was talking about earlier Eric Young and EC3 yourself it's this freedom it's this breath of fresh air and it's unfortunate that you know sometimes certain guys get in a situation in the WWE where they they lose their love for the business you can hear the tone in your voice that you're so rare to go tomorrow but you did say that you haven't wrestled in five months sometimes the excitement that you're talking about can cause you to blow up mentally you might have oh. a little bit of ring you might have a little bit of ring rust which can happen 100
1: bubba but so I, are, <laughs> go ahead are you ready I, i'm always ready but you talk about that <laughs> that, that that mental aspect of oh, i'll tell you right now i'm gonna blow up i i didn't blow up until i heard the term blowing up and then i blew up every match you know what i'm saying it's all mental It's all mental, Bubba. You know what I mean when you look when you look
3: at you. There's no way you're going to blow up physically because you're in phenomenal condition. No, you probably do three hours of cardio a day. You know, you're (laughs) chasing Chelsea all over the house, swimming in the pool. But mentally blowing up is a completely different story, and can happen in the snap of a finger.
1: Oh, but I, I am just so used like, I, I just know every match that it, I'm going to mentally blow up because that's just how it is. I'm in my own head. I know that, but I, but physically I know I can back it up. So I'm fine. It's one of those things where like, I know I'm going to blow up, but I know I'm fine. You know, it's just a mental crazy thing. Bobby, I know, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. You know, it's just one of those things that I didn't blow up in wrestling until I knew that blowing up was a term. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and you know what, Matt, in all seriousness, because I know we've been having some fun this morning, like to look at you, uh, to look where you are right now in 2020, like you said, you've been doing this for a while and you never lost your love or passion. You've always been super positive, And now you're in a place where you know you're really going to be able to show your skills. I mean, I mean, that's a testament of, 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 for, of you as a person. Uh, you know, to work that hard and to get where you are and to be living your dream. Like you said, you, you've never outgrown pro wrestling. You still love it. You still care so much about it. And I think, uh, I think that's a testament of who you are as an individual to be where you are right now. So, I, you know, I hope that you know that there are people that are fans of yours. There are people that are proud of you. And I hope you understand that and you appreciate that.
1: One hundred percent. I think without the fans, you know, I wouldn't have had the career that I've had because every time I do get an opportunity, they're they're there with me. Like 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 I've been on top the whole time, and I thank the fans for that because the 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 ones who believe in me, they they, they never forget, and uh, and I never forget them.
3: <laughs> you know, one of the things that we also talk about on this show is a, a wrestler's ability to get over. You're one of the first guys who yep. showed that they could get themselves over outside of the WWE. What you did with your you know, YouTube channel and I know we spoke about this before. How excited are you to get yourself over once again on your own on Wednesday night? What would it mean to you personally now knowing that the WWE was like, "Hey, thanks. We don't need you around here." anymore your 90 days is up bang you're on tv this coming wednesday tagging opportunity to re-get yourself over what does that mean to you personally
1: oh it's great and like i said like the proving the people wrong like that's gonna happen right but i just want to prove uh you know all the supporters right and i know that sounds like 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 almost like makes me want to puke even say but it's true like i just want to prove people who supported me right i can't deal i can't waste time with the haters even like you know last week after dynamite uh i didn't even want to check like social media because of course there's going to be some trolls in there like i knew it was a great night i don't need to read uh, a bunch of people hating on it you know what i'm saying So like i'm more Concerned about the people who who care about me, who want me to succeed, and, and I'm gonna you know back it up and deliver it just for them.
0: Well, Matt, okay, all right, go ahead, boy. I know. I, know, you know, I just like I it. just
3: think that a lot. I hope a lot of younger wrestlers listen to what you just said and take that advice because turning to social media so quickly and, oh. and, and taking in all the negativity and hate is only going to affect you in your career. So it's great to hear out of your mouth how you don't do it and you don't let it affect
1: you. Now, Bubba, you know, if you're in the, if you're in the ring, you know, when that bell rings, when it, one, two, three, whatever, you know, if you had a good match or not, boy, and you you know, if it sucked, you know, if it was great, you don't need to go on social media and have people tell you one way or the other, you know, if you're a professional and you're that good and we both are, you know, when you're out there, if it's good or not. And that's all that matters in my opinion, you know? And when younger wrestlers come up to me after a match and they'll say to me, Bubba, how was my
3: match? My, my response is always the same. What did the people tell you? Because the people will tell you everything that you need to know. They'll tell you if they loved it. They will tell you if they hate it. In, in, in many ways, my opinion doesn't necessarily matter. And the people's opinion on social matter, media will probably mean even less because they're just trying to hit you with negativity. So I'm glad you're in a good place, man. Thank you very much,
1: Bob. I appreciate it.
0: Make sure you go to shopAEW.com. Buy <laughs> the new Matt Cardona T-shirt. Hey, be a part of being number one. It's the number one shirt. Let's keep it going for week number two. Being at number one, you could also hear Matt Cardona on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast as well. Oh, yeah. And of course, More importantly... Make sure you watch AEW Dynamite. He's teaming up with Cody for the first time ever in their long friendship and relationship together. The first time. There's still some firsts in pro wrestling. Make sure you watch AEW Dynamite tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. Matt, thank you so much for the time. As always, great guest. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. And the next time I come on, I hope you've watched at least one
1: Star Wars movie in, in full, from start to finish.
0: I've, I've, I saw, you don't understand something, Matt. I saw the first Star Wars 16 times. I'm 49 years old. I saw it well, 16 they, times Lucas in the theater. So many times it's in a, a different theater. movie by now. There's new scenes. It's, it's all different now. The uh, one you saw
1: 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it's totally different from the one you get on Disney Plus right now. Let
0: me, let so me tell you again. something, Matt. Let me tell you something, Matt. And Bully will tell you this. One of the greatest albums of all time is Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. They don't go in there and re-record stuff for side. They leave it as is. It's a classic. You leave you leave the classics alone, Matt. That's number one. Number two, you don't like Lord of the Rings, do you? I, I I've never seen it. Okay, good. All right, so you have oh, a soul. Oh, so something you guys
1: can bond on. Yes, yeah, so that about. we can
0: bond about. Okay, Matt. Thank you so much for the time. And I did buy your shirt, so I'm a part of being oh, number one. Thank you one. so much. I will good. tweet me proof. I don't believe you. <laughs> Well, I got to wait, you know, I got to wait for it to come in the mail, but I will, Matt. Okay. Thank you so much. Hey, right. First thanks, of all, you got to follow me on social media, which you don't. But anyway, that's a story <laughs> for another day. Matt, thanks so much for being a guest. Appreciate the time. Good luck on Wednesday night.
2: Thanks. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156, The Busted Open Podcast.